Good morning. I'm Joanna Roach, and you are listening to The Nature of Nantucket, brought to you by the Mariah Mitchell Association. I am in the studio today with Richard Wolf, who is one of Mariah Mitchell's relatives. Welcome, Richard. Well, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Me too. So why don't we start with uh, talking about how you are related to Mariah Mitchell. Can you take us back through the thread? Uh, well, my relation to Mariah Mitchell is, is relatively simple. Uh, Mariah was uh, uh, my grandmother's great aunt, and they, she actually was raised with her, uh, born in, in their uh, compound. As, uh, Mariah uh, went out into the world from Nantucket, and she... Uh, Nantucket was a pretty quiet place to be in those days. There was uh, not much activity, and certainly uh, it was not a place to, to make a living. So uh, Mariah went, uh, when she went off to uh, the, uh, the world, uh, after she got famous, the... Uh, uh, she ultimately, when she retired from uh, from the uh, the university, uh, moved to Lynn, and a lot of the family came with her, so they had a family compound there. And uh, <coughs> her uh, her her brother and his daughter, his daughter and her husband, who was the first off islander in the family. <laughs> They were in the Freedmen's Bureau during the Civil War, mm-hmm. and he was an English uh, Quaker who came over here to teach and, uh, and, and married into the family. And uh, so they, they were settled uh, in the family compound. <coughs> and that's where my great aunt and my uh, grandmother were born. And, uh, and they were raised by Mariah for all practical purposes. And uh, so it was a pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, we took it for granted when we were young, growing up. You know, it was just the influence that was there. Mm-hmm. But it obviously was a significant influence. Mm-hmm. And so have you been to the family compound in Lynn? I have not. It doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist there are anymore. bits of it left. But uh, there were uh, there were three children there of of my grandmother's generation. Uh, the first was William Mitchell Kendall, who was born to Phoebe, and and then my uh, aunt Eula, and then Mamo, who was my grandmother. Everybody in the island called her Mamo. Mamo, and and she did she eventually moved here. Yes, yes, she came back to the island. Uh, the only house she ever owned was here, and uh, she was probably about 50 at that time. When she came back? When she came back. At least she'd lived in, in Brooklyn Heights most of her life. <clears throat> so. so what year would that have been when she was 50? When she came back to Nantucket. Well, I, actually, the 1943 is when she bought the house. Okay. And, uh, and it was a lovely old house. <laughs> and and uh, 
at that point in time, Nantucket houses sold for about half what they would have if they'd been on the mainland. Not the case these days. A little, a little change <laughs> since then. Yeah, so. Um, and so what did she do when she came back here? Did she get involved with the um, organization? You know, tell me about that. Well, it was interesting because uh, she was welcomed as an islander, even though she had been born off island mm-hmm. and, and had not uh, been here uh, other than to come and visit her grandmother a couple of times. But she considered herself an Nantucketer and she wanted to be here. And she came and settled here and of course uh, almost immediately thereafter I came up helped her settle in the house uh, she got a, a, a really interesting old house it was uh, actually a 17th century house one of the earliest that had been originally uh, in the other community I can't think of the name at the moment uh, yeah, and and, uh, and had been moved over to town. Okay. And, uh, on, uh, so where was this house located? Well, it was, <laughs> I was just thinking, it was on Macy's Lane, which is no longer called Macy's Lane, and uh, Gardner Street. Okay. Okay. And uh, it was built by Macy. Okay. Who was uh, pretty relatively famous at the time, and of course, uh, um, we, there's a chapter uh, on him in in, uh, in Nate's book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And so you started coming to the island then? I came to the island with her the first summer she was here, which is 44. As soon as I got out of school, I helped her get to the island and, and, and set up the house. She had not lived in it at that point at all. She, she, she acquired it. Uh, she had a little bit of work done on it because <clears throat> the house had, had really not been touched in a century. It, uh, it belonged to a farmer named Cox, and his daughter, uh, Nellie, inherited the house. And Nellie was a school teacher on the island. She never left the island, as far as anyone knows. And, uh, lived in that house from the day she was born until the day she died. And uh, she didn't die young. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she had lived in the house for the best part of a century. Okay. And, uh, and they kept the roof intact, which was important. Other than that, very little was done. I mean, it was, they brought in electricity when, the, when it arrived. They did a, other things like that. But there was no significant change in the house. And that was fascinating. I, mean, I really had a lot of fun right. learning about the old house and working with it and, and learning how to fix things. Sure. Yeah. So that means that that house would have existed during Mariah's time, right? And she oh, would yes. Have, she would have oh, yes. walked by it and known it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And so that started your relationship <coughs> to Nantucket. To Nantucket, yeah. yes. And so you've been coming to Nantucket since then, 1944. Well, yes. <laughs> not as much as I'd like. <laughs> you know, I've had, I've had a few off years, uh, unfortunately. I, mean, I, I, of course, was here when I had family and, and, and close friends. Uh, the, the kings that lived across the road were 
very close. And uh, so I always had a place to stay on the island. And then uh, uh, my uh, uncle Al uh, moved to the island, retired and settled in here. Uh, so I had uh, his house I could go to. Sure. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, Mama was uh, moved to the island home. And, uh, I mean, she was too old at that point. She was uh, at that point probably at, at least 90 and uh, and really couldn't be trusted uh, in her own. I mean, in the house by herself. Uh, operating sure. on her own alone, so. So she moved to the island home, mm -hmm. and uh, she had all of her friends could come and visit. The island home was wonderful. Yeah. So she was down there by the water, which mm -hmm. she loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a yeah. Nantucket tradition, certainly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so that was, uh, and that was Mamo's background, and 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 they were the happy days of her life. I would say, without question. Being on Nantucket. Being, she felt Nantucket was home, mm -hmm. even though she had not lived here for the first half a century of her life. Mm -hmm. But she had come to visit from time to time. And of course, Nantucket was very different then from what it is now. Sure. Uh, it was a very quiet place. <laughs> and, uh, and the island was full of islanders. Right. I mean the the uh, the basic names, you know, the coffins and Folgers and Macy's and, and uh, Starbucks were still here. Right. Uh, it's pretty hard to find one these days. <laughs> They're around. Uh, but <laughs> they in, are. In, in those days, that was it. Right. And uh, and so, what about the extended relatives at that point? Were 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 they also coming to visit your grandmother? And do you still stay in touch with them? Is there like a network of your branch of the family? How does that kind of work? Uh, well, our family was, was not very large. Uh, <coughs> we had a lot of people who, uh, like Mariah, who did not marry and did not have offspring. So, and there's a lot of women in the family, too, so the names changed. Right. Um, <coughs> but... Uh, uh, I had I had really no cousins when I, when I was growing up. Uh, I had a couple of people we called cousins, and they were uh, Jack Adams' children. And Jack Adams was born in the compound, uh, but after Mariah died, so he didn't know Mariah, but he he was part of the family. Mm -hmm. And so my my grandmother and great aunt grew up. With him, he was the little boy that they took care of. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. And he was an interesting character, too. Right. So of all of the stories <coughs> that you've heard of Mariah, are there any that, you know, are you are especially fond of and would like to share this morning? <laughs> well, the, the one that I got, uh, and I would perhaps the only one who had it, uh, was the... Uh, story regarding the uh, the birth of, of uh, one of her relatives and mm -hmm. and uh, if, if you want it you can have it that's let's, easy let's enough. do it <laughs> tell us yeah uh, <clears throat> yes uh, Mariah was of course uh, the, in the first faculty at, at, at Vassar 
and uh, she was really being honored. And, and one of the, the professors there, uh, of another, a man of, of considerable note, uh, threw a dinner party in her honor. And uh, at the end of the dinner party, this is Professor Bacchus. At, at the uh, conclusion of the dinner party, he turned to her and he said, Now, Miss Mitchell, I will get my carriage and take you home. And she said, Thee will not. Thee will take thy carriage and fetch the physician. I will look after Mrs. Bacchus. And when he, he did as he was told, and when he came back with the physician, he was introduced to his daughter <laughs> that Mariah had delivered. Wow. Woman of many and talents. <laughs> woman of many talents. Well, the, 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 the continuation of that story was that uh, um, when uh, uh, that uh, woman married very well, uh, and uh, she was married to Roscoe Brown, who was the publisher of the New York Herald and uh, quite a few other newspapers in the country. And, <clears throat> uh, and Alan uh, and her, her, her daughter, Mary, uh, was in the Madrigal Society, as was my Uncle Al. And they were Christmas caroling one year, and uh, uh, it was a miserable, uh, mucky Christmas Day, and they, you know, they had, their feet were wet, and they were soaked through, and they, uh, at the end of it, they used to go to the Hotel Bossert and, and have uh, cocoa and cookies, and so they, they getting to the Hotel Bossert, he looked at the woman next to him walking up the stairs, and he said, I don't know about you, but cocoa and cookies will not do for me tonight. I am headed down to the bar. And she said, that's the best idea I've heard all evening. So they went down to the bar together, and uh, it wasn't too long before they were uh, a couple. And now uh, Mary was the daughter of Roscoe Brown, uh, a very high-level family. Uh, her, they summered, uh, their compound was the Browns and the Rockefellers. So she grew up with all the Rockefeller boys. Uh, and this is the kind of company she kept. And, uh, well, she and Al really got along very well together, and she thought, well, the time has come. So she sat down with her mother, and she said, Mother, there's a young man I've been seeing, and I think you should meet him. And her mother said, tell me about your young man. And she's sitting there thinking, what can I tell her? He doesn't have this pedigree to match the people we're used to. He certainly doesn't have the income to match the people <laughs> he used to. Uh, so the only thing she could think of was, well, uh, he's related to Mariah Mitchell. We must meet your young man. <laughs> the story that finally came together, uh, Mary got it from her mother on her mother's deathbed. And she passed it along to me in the last week of her life. Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and th that was, again, my favorite story. And that was that, that Mariah had been invited to a, a party in her honor. At the end of the evening, uh, the host said, uh, Now, Miss Mitchell, I will <laughs> get my carriage and take you home. 
And her response was, they will not. <laughs> right? So the, essentially. The baby that she delivered was Mary's mother. Right. So, right. of course, Uncle Al was welcomed in the family, and they never asked any questions. It just, that was all he needed. That is a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. A beautiful story. And they were beautiful people. Yes, and that all ties so nicely and beautifully mm-hmm. together. Well, you know, almost like a foreshadowing of things to come, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well, and, it, and it's, it's the character of Mariah. Right. Somehow passed down. She was in charge. <laughs> so. I've heard a thing or two about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, the question often comes up uh, because she was not married. Well, in those days, if a woman married, she basically gave over complete control of her life to her husband. Right. And Mariah was not about to do that. Right. No matter who. Right. And uh, so she carried on on her own. And I think she set a a nice example, right, for for women in the future that they didn't also have mm -hmm. to compromise themselves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the, the important thing that... I often have to come in and kind of emphasize is that uh, while she was unmarried, uh, that doesn't mean that she did not have a normal right. Uh, sure. Life. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> she had she had bows. Yep. And uh, she had men that would love to marry her, but she was not about to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So now my last question is, I know that you have um, something special of hers, right, which is the cameo. Oh, uh, well, uh, we still have the right to the cameo. I think you're holding the cameo now. Okay. When she went to Europe uh, the first time, uh, <clears throat> she was very intrigued when she saw the cameo carvers. And so she had a picture of her mother and, and had the, uh, a cameo of her mother carved. And uh, she also made note of the fact that the cameo carvers put the chips of the, <laughs> of the ivory in their mouths and apparently swallowed them. <laughs> so <laughs> she couldn't my. really figure that one out. <laughs> yes, oh, my. Yes. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I hope we do this again. I love the story that you told. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope we can pick this back up. Well, Thank you for joining us. Anytime. Okay. Delightful to be with you. Great. And if you have been listening, I'm Joanna Roach. Our podcast is called The Nature of Nantucket and is brought to you by the Mariah Mitchell Association. We've been speaking with Richard Wolf, who is one of Mariah Mitchell's relatives. Thank you.